0: We were on a break.
1: (laughs) Join us today as we dissect the iconic Ross and Rachel.
0: Hi shippers, I'm Devin.
1: And I'm Steph.
0: And today we continue our friend series with the back and forth of Ross and Rachel.
1: I have to say this is one of the (laughs) most frustrating relationships to watch, not only on the show, uh, but like ever for me, which makes for good TV and it makes you really passionate about them, whether it's for or against. Mm -hmm. Um, But. It was hard for me to watch, fam. It mixes up
0: all those feelings.
1: <laughs> it really does. Um, so we we got a lot of comments today. We have a fun guest today uh, because we know how much this couple can rile people up. So, Devin, why don't you introduce our special guest?
0: Absolutely. Today, we are joined by Sarah. Um, Sarah LaVallee?
2: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Very well done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, also known as at a bookish beginning on bookstagram uh she is an avid romance reader who would much rather spend her days in a fictional world than in real life same um (laughs) as a recently graduated film student she also loves unpacking and analyzing stories from the big and small screen
1: yeah welcome to the show thank you
0: for
2: having me i'm so excited
1: It's so fun because I know we engage with you on Bookstagram a lot, Mm -hmm. and we've Mm -hmm. been kind of thinking, like, we should invite Sarah on, and I'm glad. (laughs) So are you, like, a real Friends fan? Like, have you watched it growing up?
2: I Let's see. I think I was in high school when I first started the show, and I've watched it so many times through. Like, I know the show like the back of my hand. So this is very exciting too good a lot of complicated feelings about i think the
0: first time i watched through it completely was in college
2: Mm
0: -hmm. i've obviously i've seen like bits and pieces of it and there's always like reruns and it just like goes through the entire thing anyways but um i think the first time i've sat down and watched it completely straight through was in college
1: It's one of those shows people return to over and over. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned in our Chandler and Monica episode, I never was one of those. I never liked Friends. And then when we started watching it for this, for the series we're doing now, like it was actually when I watched it through that I started to appreciate it more rather than the little piecemeal here and there episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's definitely like grown on me, but this relationship, I don't know if it's grown on me. (laughs) Love to talk about
2: yeah. that. Too like
0: soon, Steph. Too soon. If yeah.
2: You don't watch Friends. You're exposed to it. You know mm-hmm. it. I, yeah. I even before I watched it, I had seen episodes like on vacation in hotel rooms when you can't find anything else to watch. Yep. Yes. I'm always playing without fail. Absolutely. Yep. Nick at night. Tom actually really?
1: says that like every time we would go on a beach vacation, it's like comforting to him to like have
2: friends on in the background like even while it, we're sleeping you, can't count on much, but you can count on friends you can count on friends absolutely your vacation oh yeah
0: it was a whole culture change with um this whole series in general
2: it
1: was it really was um okay so i'm going to jump into a random question generator no! <laughs> all right so friends what is your favorite candy Ooh. oh that's Take a moment. Think about it. This is a hard one for me, too, because I have so many favorite candies. It's not like a can't think of one. It's like a I have too many running through Mm -hmm. my head. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say if I had to choose, it would be a Kit Kat. That is a classic for me. I love chocolate. Well, the thing is...
0: I know you like like chocolate. I didn't realize that Kit Kat was your go-to. Oh,
1: I love Kit Kat. I love it. Tom's a Reese's fan. I'm all Mm -hmm. right with Reese's, but I don't go there for my first choice.
0: (laughs) What do you think,
2: Sarah? Oh, let's see. This is, like, hyper-specific. But you know (laughs) these candies that have, like, the chocolate sprinkles on the outside... Have you even? Have oh you ever shoot! Had what are they called? On, like, are they?
0: They're, they're like they're,
2: flat. They're like the ones I've had are usually like either flat or like circular, and they have like trucks on the crossing on the inside. What are they called? I'm
0: Those trying to sp- think. Hold on. Let's see. I know that I know like they're snow caps of like the white, mm. like the white <laughs> yeah. on it. But I the
2: the Bordeaux.
0: Bordeaux. Is that yeah. they are? Ooh, fancy. <laughs>
2: That's, That's great. <laughs> she
0: she has like, high class. <laughs> those, those
2: always hit. anytime I would get like c's candy on Easter, mm. I'd be like, "Is there a Bordeaux in this box? If not, I don't want it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great, Devin.
0: I'm a big chewy candy person.
2: Oh
1: yeah.
0: Um, I know in the past I really enjoyed Skittles, but I think my go-to would have to be Sour Patch Kids.
1: Oh, I love Sour yeah. Patch Kids. Which color? Ooh, fair question.
0: Ooh. <laughs> mm. oh, no, oh no. Um, blue? I don't know. Yeah. I is think so. Answer. That's the correct. Blue.
1: There are so You know, there are some people that really love like blue, like the blue flavored candy, like if it's Jolly Rancher, like mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not one of those. If it's gonna make my tongue blue, (laughs) no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of like the basic, like red. I like
2: the red and pink candies. Love it. Starburst red and pink.
1: Oh yes. Mm. Mm.
0: Classic. Classics. Classic. The smartest thing
2: they did is like being able to buy just Just... red and Mm -hmm. all pinks. That was the smartest thing Starburst ever did. So good. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. So now that we got our candies out of our system, (laughs) uh, a reminder that we are not afraid of spoilers here on this show, this podcast. So if you haven't watched Friends, honestly, what are you doing? Yeah, Um, Devin's
1: judging you if you haven't. But we're
0: going to go into full detail. So please, if you haven't watched anything. Go watch it first and then get here, but it's yeah. gonna take a while it's ten <laughs> you while time unless you don't care about spoilers.
1: <laughs> then listen ahead and we're gonna spoil I mean, things. <laughs> the show's been out for how long? You, you, you had your time, time. Mm-hmm. really?
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, okay, so without further ado, uh, let's talk Ross and Rachel. So we begin the series with Ross regretting the loss of his marriage. Is it Carol? It's Carol, yes. right? Okay. uh, Who is a lesbian and found a lover. And he's like figuring out what that means for him because he's been married to her. uh, She's pregnant with his baby, or we find out later that she is. Uh, But immediately when we meet Ross talking about this in the coffee shop, we see Rachel run into the coffee shop, a runaway bride. And I think he's either talking about not wanting to get married anytime soon again, or something
2: about marriage. Like, what? What is he talking about? Them? I, I know this I one, like, back my head, so I can tell you what he's tell says. me. Please, go go go. I don't want to be single. I just want to be want to be married. And you, she, Rachel, running in full bridal. Full That's what it is. <laughs> I knew it was something
1: hilarious where mm-hmm. Ross had said something about marriage, and then she runs in as like a bride, and it's just like, oh, so she has just left. I forget his name, but the guy at the altar that she was going to marry. And yeah, it's just a funny scene. So Monica and Rachel, it turns out, knew each other in high school when they were younger. And Ross always had a crush on her, but she never really knew this because uh, Ross was never really bold enough. I mean, I she probably had an idea. She, she admits kind of, yeah, <laughs> but he was nerdy, you know, and he's Ross. Um, and so there was just always something that, got in the way of that uh but eventually ross does ask her out later later on um but there always seems to be something that gets in the way whether it's another person or a job or something Um, but finally they do have a few good dates begin going steady until she gets a new job and her and ross go on a break (laughs) in that one night span (laughs) uh he Honestly, is so hurt i can't
0: wait to talk about this i know
1: i'm excited <laughs> for that he's so hurt that he sleeps with this random girl from the coffee sh- the copy shop and when rachel finds out she's absolutely done with him uh they're apart for a while until they go on a beach trip they sort of rekindle things rachel writes him a letter <laughs> Asking, it's like a, a very long letter, asking him to 18 take blame, pages
0: front, front and back. And, <laughs> yeah,
1: And she asks him basically to take the full blame, but he falls asleep reading this. And when she asks him, so do you? He just wants to be with her. So he says, yeah. But when he finds out that it's she's wanting him to take the full blame, doesn't cut it. They end up getting angry at each other. Everything blows up uh, and they fall apart again. So this is the classic story with these two. One has feelings for the other, while the other doesn't. They date other people, all of a sudden get married in Vegas at some point, which we're going to talk about. They get divorced, et cetera, et cetera. Eventually, they have a baby. (laughs) It's just, I couldn't even sum this up in like a short, like it's very like, (laughs) uh, they have a baby because they had a one night stand or were having sex for a little while there. And then they get together and try to live as co-parents. They realize it's too hard. We're going back and forth again.
0: Imagine it's, it is a big <laughs> old mess.
1: Uh, but this all kind of culminates with Rachel getting a job in Paris, Ross running to the airport, telling her to stay. She can't deal with it, gets on the plane, but then leaves him a message and returns from the plane to start her life with him again. So very emotional end scene there. I can't wait to talk about that. But mm-hmm. their story is not as easy as some others on the show, or in fact, most love stories. I, I had a hard time putting it into a summary here. So yeah,
0: there's ten seasons to kind of wrap up, and it's all about that. <laughs>
1: yes, it really so is.
0: Yeah. Oh, but um, anyway,
1: let's let's discuss. Let's unpack.
0: Yeah. So preface: this might be a long episode because
1: uh-huh. warning. <laughs> I have,
0: like, 15 questions here that I created, and, <laughs> and it's 15 just is more
1: than Devin typically does. <laughs> it's and crazy.
0: I was just like, we kind of have to talk about it all. We can't just not... We can't avoid it. <laughs> so, here we go, guys. Bear with us. Yes. Um, how did Rachel's growth from being a runaway bride to finding independence impact her connection with Rost?
2: Um, this, honestly, like... There's so much to unpack with that question and <laughs> I feel like a lot of it ties into the other questions. Um but like kind of what I settled on was like before the show she was kind of the type of person who looks to a relationship for like financial stability and social status. Yep. And, and so her becoming a runaway bride, finding independence, it kind of allows her to become the type of person that pursues a relationship because she has a genuine connection. So it kind of puts her on the on the path to being able to fall in love with Ross. But at the same time, like, her ultimately stepping into her independence and being comfortable in her independence, she kind of realizes she might not always need a relationship. She has other priorities outside of a relationship. And I think mm-hmm. that really allows for a lot of conflict with her and Ross and Ross's expectations of who she is, mm-hmm. which we can get into, um, I think, on question three. I have mm-hmm. a to talk about, that. but, like, mm-hmm. it really just, Yeah. I mean that's like basically what I think for Yeah, for her. I think her
1: whole life she's kind of been a little entitled, a little mm-hmm. bit snobby. Boiled. Um but it's it is like this moment. This is the moment that she breaks away and it's so funny because you see her have to start to learn how to do the laundry. You see her have to start to learn how to take <laughs> care of herself and finding this independence. Eventually, she's very protective Of the things that she builds herself like her job like these things that she's like finally i'm taking on what i want to take on so we see that impact her and ross later but in this very moment she's kind of lost seeking herself and Mm -hmm. so connecting again with these people from her past monica ross like i just don't think she's ready at this point to like commit to anything <laughs> yeah. with Ross to commit to anything. That's why it's it's good. She found this group of friends, mm-hmm. but this is also why they go through so much back and forth because one, Rachel is figuring out her independence and two Ross is a man child sometimes. So we'll, we'll
4: talk <laughs> about that.
1: but in this moment really she's running away from that spoiled lifestyle i mean she was going Mm -hmm. to marry a man basically for his money found out he was cheating on her and made the independent decision i'm not going to let that or i don't remember if she exactly found out he was cheating in this moment but she knew that she wasn't in love with him and she left um so she she made an independent decision and decided to start living her life in a different way
0: absolutely I mean after leaving barry at the altar she just embarks on this journey of finding herself and also finding her self-confidence um and this confidence allows her to stand up for herself Uh, i mean even on the phone she's like daddy what if i'm not what if i'm not a shoe yeah (laughs)
4: like (laughs) she's able to
0: even (laughs) (laughs) she she tries to in her own sense kind of convey like this is a new thing for me and I want to continue to grow in it. Mm -hmm. Um, She's able to assert her own desires and needs and um, then her decision to work at Central Perk and her later uh, career pursuits uh, in the fashion industry. It just showcases her passion and her determination. Um, But this independence makes her a little bit more attractive to Ross too, I Mm -hmm. think. as he sure. he's looking at her more driven like more i mean sure walking in here <laughs> a distressed bride is already i would assume kind of like especially your long-term crush uh mm-hmm. would all, would automatically bring up some feelings but seeing her kind of develop these new interests and new passions he definitely finds a lot more in uh connection with her mm-hmm. um but then it also kind of shifts their power dynamics in the relationship as well. Um, she becomes less reliant on him. She becomes more reliant on her own self and not having to worry about uh, going to him for emotional support or for validation. She knows that she can seek it within herself. Um, so that's, that's kind of like the whole growth cycle that she's going through. And it definitely has an impact on how ross sees her and her future development of their relationship Mm
3: -hmm.
1: yeah so at the start uh rachel has fears about losing ross as a friend before they begin dating do you think that Mm. these fears are valid
2: (laughs) i mean i think it's valid especially at the space she's in in her life at that period like she's just gone through this serious upheaval of everything that Mm -hmm. she knows and she's always viewed Ross as a friend. He's always fit in this one specific box and then all of a sudden she starts seeing him in a different way. It kind of puts her in another new uncomfortable space and she kind of has to navigate like what that means for her and kind of has to like question like everything she knew. She's like do I want to pursue this and um, she's been like I said on such a roller coaster the entire first season from running away from her wedding Uh to herself and the relationship—I don't know if she has more than just Paolo that first season—but the relationships he has in season one don't end well. So I can understand no. like her not wanting to dive into something with someone who's so important to her at such kind of like a shaky, uncertain time in her life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah I think I, it, oh, go ahead. Go
0: ahead. You're good.
2: I think
1: it's valid. It's just like it. Anyone fears this when they're about to date someone. I think it was on the last episode that we were talking about. It is such a strong foundation to start on um like dating your friend, but at the same time, hmm. there's also like a fear to it. Like, I'm gonna lose this person, it's gonna impact the dynamics of my entire friend group. So mm-hmm. I think it's totally valid to be thinking about that. And then also, Sarah, you bring up a great point of like
0: for being lost and stuff. She's just not ready. Like she's is not ready. She needs to hold on to it.
1: Right. And Ross has such intense feelings for her that go back so far that even her having these feelings, she's not even really dabbled in them to the extent that Ross has in his life. So, um so it's just it's difficult for them. I think that she has she she has a right to have many different fears about jumping into any relationship, especially with someone that she's close with.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I I think it's important for her to look at the situation, analyze it, and know and have these fears that something could happen that would I already have this found family and I don't want to lose it so quickly. Mm-hmm. So like you said, like once you begin a relationship with a friend, it does manipulate or uh, change the way people interact and uh what could happen if this doesn't work out and um if there was all these kind of uh bolts and stuff into a situation that doesn't need anything to muck it up so Mm -hmm. um i definitely agree but i also question why not make the friendship something more uh if if they both have something they both have this instant connection why not see what happens but (laughs) i I know her i know i understand her hesitancy in wanting to focus on i just got out of this whole situation i need to focus on myself first and then we can get to what what is to come afterwards Mm
3: -hmm.
0: yeah i think this is one point where i do see rachel like actually processing well (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> just one
1: point that we find. <laughs> I mean,
0: she she kind of is very hasty in her um in allowing her emotions to impact her actions and I think this is one point where I see her actually doing the processing and <laughs> understanding that, yes, there are consequences here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
2: absolutely. So she's um, not one to always think about the consequences, but in mm this moment, she definitely does. Mm -hmm.
0: So, all right. So how did Ross and Rachel's past history and shared memories influence their feelings for each other throughout the series?
2: I think the first time they got together, their past history... Almost, for lack of a better term, sets them up for failure a bit mm-hmm. because like when they first got together, it's like the fulfillment of Ross's like ultimate wish. He got the girl that he's been pining over to the point that he like puts her on a pedestal a little bit for years. And he just becomes so fearful of losing that that it takes over like anything else. Like when she gets her job, it at- is it Bloomingdale's that everything falls apart. Is that the first time everything falls apart? Is when I, she think so. I think so. I think so.
0: With, like, Mark, you mean?
2: Yeah. Um. So it's just, like, he's just too afraid of, like, losing this thing that he just has. That he's just not appreciating the fact that they're together. And then on Rachel's side, I feel like a bit of her takes his attention for granted. Where, I mean, in the first episode, she says, yeah, I knew you had a crush on me. I just yeah. thought you were... <laughs> <laughs> I knew. So it's, like, she knows that she has this power over him. And even when she didn't, like, reciprocate his feelings... And to the point that, like, once she does have feelings for her, when they get together, they break up. And when he gets with other women and he's no longer paying this attention to her, she's not really happy about it. So it's kind of just like she's always taken his attention, him being there for granted. Um, But then on the flip side, if we want to talk about positive things about the relationship, it's kind of like that soulmate trope where you can't really recapture that connection with anyone else because there's just no one who knows you better than Ross and Rachel kind of know each other. Um, Mm -hmm. so for all the flaws there's that aspect of it too
1: yeah there's definitely a closeness here that like i think chandler and monica still have to figure out when they get together but like ross and rachel have a history so that can be a good thing but like you were saying it's also like something that just really holds them back like Mm -hmm. i I, the scene that crushes me and we're going to talk about this later but is when we see the video of him gonna take her to prom as a young man and she walks out the door and like he with
0: with the guy that yes like like, stood her up at first
1: yes it's Mm -hmm. that is a devastating scene to me like isn't it (laughs) it is devastating i was so upset but you see just how much like when you say pining that's the right word like he Mm -hmm. was pining for this girl so i think More than anything, Ross is impacted by years and years of being ignored by her and like his desires that never came fulfilled. And it's like this pining that just eventually blows up. And it's kind of funny because at first he's willing to put up with a lot and then he's really, really not because he's like thinking he's going to lose his grip on her. And then we see Ross kind of like do a 180 when he's just done with her crap. And it's, it's when that letter happens at the beach, the beach episode, he's like, (laughs) I want enough of this. And he starts to almost find his own independence because for Mm -hmm. his whole life, he's like, I always thought it was going to be you and me. Like I'm here waiting, like blah, blah, blah. But then finally he takes his like time. He's like, I'm going to go get what I want. Like, I don't care. Uh, and it's hard for him, but I do think that the past mostly haunts Ross in this, in this regard. Um, and it's so sad to watch all the old videos, like the at-home videos of him. Yeah,
0: um, And I know that there's even a time... So maybe I'll... No, I'll do this now. Um, there's even a time where they go to her house. I think it's for her... Her dad was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I think they go to her house and they're in her room. And it brings it back all these feelings and all these emotions. And there, Rachel is trying to make a move on ross and he's like i can't we can't do this (laughs) like he's actually staying strong and saying like this can't happen i forget the because i think he just said like it wasn't like consent because of her emotional Mm -hmm. stability at the time um yeah so they have a lot of history together uh they've known each other since teenagers and this long-standing friendship almost creates a it it does it creates a strong foundation for these romantic feelings to kind of resurface and keep building um there's comfort and familiarity and it just makes everything easy to reconnect and rekindle um but one of the most, like you said, is that prom, that prom video. Oh, it's where we, so sad. Where we see these unrequited feelings for Rachel that are revealed, and then she gets up, and her first reaction is go over and plant one on him. Um, <laughs> it, they just have a lot of deep emotions and hope, and uh, they have this feeling that their their wires are going to be crossed and forever. There is just like a destiny kind of thing um Uh, and ross is just persistent he's just always he's patient at times and other times he's not patient but he's just always present and wanting to offer his unwavering love for rachel um i mean they spanned several years so that's huge for them
2: i mean doesn't rachel say at one point where she's like you know ross and i are always on again off again but at some point i always figured we would be on again yep right We'd be on the same page. You know they're gonna like find their way back to each other, and Mm -hmm. once they get their stuff together, I feel like that (laughs) can hinder them sometimes when
1: they're like thinking, "Oh, I'm just gonna end up with them eventually," because then they like there are moments where both Ross and Rachel feel like they have this like um, possess possessiveness over the other person, even when they're not in a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Like when Rachel decides, "I'm gonna go crash his wedding and tell him." you know, I love him. And Phoebe's like, uh, no, you're not. And she's like, he deserves to know all the options while I agree. And while it then while she does good TV, I know, I'm just saying there are these moments that it hinders them from having mm-hmm. like an adult relationship. Cause they're like, they just feel almost like, oh yeah, well, if everything else goes to crap, like I'll end up with him in the end, you know, eventually they have to break that before they can truly appreciate the other person as like a partner. Right. Um, but, okay, let's ask the most important question <laughs> on the podcast today. Were they
2: on a break? <laughs> <laughs> this is a topic I'm very passionate about. Because I think in order for it to be qualified as a break, they needed to finish that conversation. Yep. Yes. He swarmed out. He
0: just walked he out.
2: In the heat of the argument. The fact that they didn't communicate that effectively, they were... I, I wouldn't consider that a break because they didn't communicate just like what that meant for their relationship. I think in reality, when a couple is going to take a break, there needs to be communication. Like, why do we need the break? Is this something we really want? What's the ultimate goal? Like, what do, do we
0: need to, to work on? In the end for, Are
2: we yeah. aiming towards getting back together at the end of this break? And the ultimate question is like, is this break opening up us seeing other people? Right. And they... The prospect of a break is such a big deal for Ross and Rachel because they're very clearly wanting to be endgame. They've talked about wanting to Mm -hmm. end up together. They've talked about wanting to build a life together. And there needs to be so much more communication for it to be considered Mm -hmm. a break and not just something said (laughs) in the heat of an argument. And I mean, even if they're on a break, what the heck is Ross doing going and sleeping with a girl that same (laughs) night or something like that? Like that is it's yeah. And they just weren't, at that point, they just weren't mature enough to have those kinds of conversations. And at that point, Ross isn't really open to hearing that. Mm -hmm. Like, he needs to be more, like, receptive to Rachel's needs and her, what she's trying to communicate, the boundaries she's trying to establish, and the fact that the boundaries doesn't mean she loves him any less. She's just trying to create a healthy boundary Mm -hmm. between between all these things.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think... I think you have to define what is break and what is break up, right? uh, I, I don't know if they clarified for each other what this means.
2: Mm -hmm. She said, I think we need a break from us. And he just leaves. And you're like, yeah, the difficulty
1: is the crux of it. The crux of it is not that they were (laughs) on a break. This is where it gets me because it pisses me off because this is not in character for ross he if they were just on a break he would not have run out and done it with the copy girl Mm -hmm. it was that he called and heard mark's voice yeah it and then he decided oh when she said break this is what she meant Mm
0: -hmm. the thing
1: is he should have had more trust in her and he should have asked to speak to her because it's just like, it's just not in character for Ross to have done this. And that's why it's so hurtful. The thing that gets me the most is when she finds out and they're talking it out at the apartment and she says, no, like, I'm not doing this because I used to look at you when and he's think like, of like someone, on his knees,
0: feet. Yes! <laughs> and she's like,
1: I used to look at you as someone who would never or could never hurt me. This has changed everything for me about you now. Mm-hmm. I completely get that. Because it's like Ross is supposed to be dependable, sturdy guy that always is there for Rachel. Mm -hmm. And he makes this stupid mistake because he's still in a rage about like the possessiveness that he has of her. I mean, I understand his feelings, though, because he really I've been in situations in my life where I've overread what was going on and decided like, oh, this is clearly what's happening. So I'm going to react. So it's just a human thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But Ross is just so red hot all the time about his like possessiveness of Rachel that it's like when he hears Mark's voice, it's instant He breaks. Mm -hmm. It's like, (laughs) okay, you hurt me. I'm going to hurt you. And he clearly regrets that for the rest of the time he's trying to pursue her. But It it, it, rather than the break itself, really, if they just waited, if he just did not talk to her for a night, gave each other some space, it would have been fine. But
0: yeah, no, I agree. Like I said, I think they have to define what what is a break and what's a breakup. Were they on a period of um, miscommunicated uh, time away from each other? Yes. (laughs) Like, I don't know how you want to define that as a break or break up. But like you said, the crux is that they, they didn't communicate it and they didn't talk about what does this mean? It was just a rash walk out. Um, And you, we, I think we, I think she calls him or tries to call him and says like, I mean, we made a mistake. Like, I need, I need to talk to you. Like we need to, we need to flesh this out. Um, So were they on a break? I mean yes technically but not a break up like it wasn't a it didn't seem like it was a long-term thing it was just like we need to have some space and they Mm -hmm. had space and space created more problems (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh but yeah it was a total lack of communication figuring out like what do you mean nope okay i'm just gonna walk out on you okay cool
2: yeah, even I've rewatched this show so many times but I skip those episodes because I just I can't. I'm like I can't do this. It's so frustrating to me. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's very complicated but
1: I don't think we can like definitively come to a yes or no because in each relationship like all of the things are different. Mm-hmm. But I will say I think that we have identified that at the very least Ross was being way too rash in his decision making here. <laughs> like Absolutely. Even if they were on a break, and technically that gets you know him off the hook, I don't really think it gets him off the hook. Like even oh. if they were on
0: a break, <laughs> correct? Doesn't matter I, that you no matter no matter what, I don't think <laughs> yeah. it gets him off the hook that he claims that we were on a break. I like exactly. you made exactly. you made a decision; you have to own up to that decision. Um,
2: And he never really does take accountability. He's like, no, we're on a break. I,
0: his fault line is that this is the problem. We were on a break. So I made this choice. Not that I made this choice because.
2: Like hours after we said (laughs) we were on a break.
0: (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) His logic was not sound. No, not at all. All right, moving on. We're already talking about a couple of these, so let's dive right in. What were some of the major flaws you can see in their relationship?
2: I mean, the first one, obviously, that comes to mind as we talked about with a break is when she gets her job at Bloomingdale's because it's just like at times it feels like he doesn't really respect her job, respect that she has a passion for this, um, especially like was it their anniversary and he brings like the picnic basket to her yeah. job and she literally I told him she was in the middle of a work crisis. And she cannot, like, deal with this right now. Yes, it sucks. It's your anniversary and she can't be there. But you have to... She's established this boundary and I feel like you have to respect that. Um, And then I said it earlier, like, she can't really handle it when he's with other women. Like, even when they're not together. Like, he's the same way. They're both very possessive of each other when they're in other relationships. When they're not even together, when they've either gotten together and broken up. Like, they're very possessive when each other are in other relationships. And so I think, like, a lot of people, like, don't talk about, like, the things Rachel does because they focus on the things Ross does. Right. But they're, like, equally flawed. Agreed. They're equally flawed. They both have their own issues.
1: When she encourages that girl to shave her head just out of spite.
2: It makes me so mad. I'm like, girl, you <laughs> have <laughs> issues to work
4: through.
0: This was the best, Bonnie. Oh, my <laughs> God. I mean, it's funny, <laughs> but it's <laughs> First of all, sure. how do you find someone that's just willing to do that? I don't
2: know. Um, but like with when Ross was with, was with Julie and Phoebe's going through that thing where she's make doing all these terrible haircuts, and so she kind of sabotages or tries to sabotage Phoebe giving Julie a haircut. It's mm-hmm. she's my mom and I will talk about this when we watch Friends, and it's like Rachel growing up was a mean girl, and yeah never lets go of that some of those you qualities. see it come out you do. more than anyone else in the show but at mm-hmm. times she does not let go of that mean girl no energy you know um and then Get i mean that vibe another thing that i just hated a moment was ross and rachel's voice and t- was that list that he made trying to decide between
0: uh, oh the pros and cons list
2: i oh that just makes me cringe Like, <laughs> like
0: anytime two guys are together Like okay,
1: (laughs) like talk about it, vent about it, joke, but don't write it on a freaking list. Are you an idiot? Oh,
2: and it's just like all the flaws that he finds with Rachel. You know Mm -hmm. where it's kind of like it's just like really shallow, yeah, very shallow. And it just like it hurts like seeing those things, and it like Mm -hmm. hurts Rachel because she's like imagine all like the worst things you think about yourself, the person that you absolutely like are crazy for thinks those things too. Yeah. And it's just like, it's <laughs> he's crazy. like, I, but I love
0: you despite all these. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything.
2: No, that doesn't. That it's, nothing. It's like, it's such a crushing moment for me that I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh. that. but that just kind of goes so that they're really like when they first get together, they're nowhere near like mature enough. They're not where they need to be in order for the relationship to work. L- can I just
1: say the word communication out loud? Devin and I, yeah. we have a love hate relationship with communication on this show.
3: <laughs> Literally
1: like, most couples that have issues could just communicate and it would be fine um i would say that these two fall into that and this is my frustration with the the show friends they do this trope where someone knows something and doesn't tell everyone and then they have to hide it from certain people and then certain people find out or oh i'm not going to just tell him how i feel because he's (laughs) in a relationship or doing this or doing that and That's the one thing that gets me. They do that so often that it like makes me angry (laughs) watching. And I think with Ross and Rachel, the communication is just everywhere. Um, That is, those are the major flaws that I can see in their relationship. They both need to grow up and they both need to learn how to communicate. Um, I do think there are times where one is communicating better than the other, but overall, the two of them just don't know how to read the situations that they're in together Mm -hmm. they don't know how to look past what they desire in the moment and look ahead and think of the other person and there's just lots of issues but eventually they do grow into this i mean i think it's as they start to co-parent um that ross starts to make some good points about how she's going out meeting guys while he's watching their child we need to define this relationship um She makes some good points about her job and him respecting that, especially when she's talking about her first job, but also when she's talking about Paris. Um, So I I think that they really slowly learn how to communicate together, which makes them strong in the end. But Mm -hmm. this is why there's so much back and forth, because they just don't talk, you know, Mm -hmm. and even to the point of like, literally, he doesn't read her letter (laughs) and answers her before reading it. (laughs) That's like a really like physical, like. Representation, representation of their really <laughs> crappy communication oh. skills, <laughs>
2: kind of like for me, the fact that she wrote it into a letter. I'm like, you guys need to have this conversation face to face. Yeah, just writing it down.
0: It would not have been an 18. I mean, it would have been a long conversation, but mm-hmm. not 18 pages
2: <laughs> Have where... <laughs> spoken conversation and not just write it down.
0: Yeah, ah. yeah. I mean, we, you uh, you mentioned lack of communication, so that's number one. We already mentioned jealousy and like the possessive nature of the of them um they both have this jealousy towards each other when one's happy the other one isn't Mm -hmm. um and this leads to trust issues and insecurities and Mm -hmm. it makes it very challenging for them to fully support each other and trust each other i mean there's the when they're are doing the co-parenting i think it's um she says like aren't we like aren't you happy for me isn't that what we wanted for each other like we wanted for this to happen and so i just they have a lot going on yep. They also have like the past baggage with um they just don't have they never resolve past issues they kind of just left leave them hanging and then they resurface and then it blows up again um so there's a lot of hesitation to commit because of these resurfacing emotions and um then finally they just have poor timing
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we are are
2: timing is a good one (laughs) it's like a lot of their relationship is right person wrong time Mm -hmm. or like every time they get together
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah they just their timing never aligns and when one's ready for a serious commitment the other one is either uncertain or hesitant or off with someone else uh i mean julie is a perfect example when uh ross goes over to a convention i don't know exactly where it's at but i think it's overseas i don't know if it is actually china or not
2: i think he goes to china okay i think it is
0: um but it's supposed to be like a week and he comes back with a girlfriend and (laughs) uh but she has fallen head over heels for him and she has to now deal with these feelings of i i like him and i want him to know that i like him but he's dating this new person um so there there's always that um on again off again uh, not always lining up and when they do line up it works and then there's that resurfacing baggage that just blows up in their face again so um they got a lot going on <laughs> makes it very interesting
2: they really do oh <laughs> go <ahead. laughs> They're not together. There are times when they're just making all these snide comments toward each other. So you're kind of like, okay, we need to get the maturity there. We need to unpack this baggage, like you said, so then we can get past these snide comments. The point (laughs) where we can actually get together.
0: (laughs) I love when she's pregnant and the the the. Like they're ready, for waiting for the doctor to come in for the appointment, and they're making snide comments at each other. And he's just like, "I can't wait till this baby's out of here because I can't deal with this anymore."
2: It's like, <laughs> yeah, it makes for the, great the
0: demon that's good. inside of you needs to get out now because it they can't. It.
2: Such a funny show, but also like in reality, you're like, okay, if this were a real life couple, there's so many things that you need to work.
0: Through. <laughs> Truly, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. flag.
1: <laughs> <Exactly>.
2: <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's talk about what
1: are some of your more memorable moments with these two? And I think we kind of talked about this or are we going to talk about moments that bug us, Devin?
0: Uh, no, I kind of left the first that first question. For that. As, like negative aspects. This is just more Are there positive. any moments
2: we haven't touched on that bug us? <laughs> that bugs you. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, what do you love? What do you hate
1: in like Ross and Rachel moments?
2: I mean, it's really interesting for me because I feel like some of their most memorable moments for me are when they're not even together. Like Mm. the one that I always circle back to is when Rachel's hurt and Ross gives up the opportunity to be on TV to help her. That is like one of the top moments for me because that's it's it shows you a side of Ross that you don't always get because if you know, you get the thing where you feel like he didn't respect her job. And so now Mm -hmm. he's putting like what she needs above his own career, his own thing. So like, that's the moment that all that I always circle back to where you're like, okay, this is like, this is a good, this is their, This is what's good about the relationship is like these moments. And it's Mm -hmm. funny because sometimes it's when they're not even together, like when he loses at poker to make her happy, you know, like that's another such a sweet moment. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, what was this when you guys were together?
0: Right. (laughs) Um,
2: But I mean, like, it's like, he,
0: he only pulls out his tricks when, he's Ryan trying when, to get her not get like her. when and they're then, like, in a relationship he her
2: and then like where'd the effort go <laughs> uh, the prom video is crashing but it's also just such an iconic scene it is uh, mm. and then i also just i love their museum date um, so cute oh, i was gonna stars. say that i love it's it so sweet i love that scene so it's like those are some of my favorite moments i think with them cool I mean, I could go into moments that bug me, but I feel like we should keep the positivity. The going.
1: positivity.
0: Rolling, positivity. Yes. Keep it. Keep it going. <laughs> Let me think go. because Positive vibes.
2: I was was it
1: mentioned? Did you just talk about? Um, I love all of their scenes in the airport. Like, I think maybe you mentioned <laughs> so it a little many bit. scenes in but, the airport. <laughs> first of all, cringe. But second of all, I actually kind of like it because it's like this is the quintessential trope for mm-hmm. a couple that's going back and forth is wait until the very last minute and run and go tell them something that you want to tell them so yes mm-hmm. the one where he's going to china but also then at the end and oh my god when she comes back and she's it's just huge. like she got off the plane i was like oh like i know that's the end and we'll talk about it but yeah, that, was just, talk about it. It, yeah. that was just gut
2: Punching. I mean, it's like, regardless of how you feel about that from a storytelling perspective, it's such a great emotional cathartic moment, like the culmination of these two, like finally being like a will they instead of will mm-hmm. they won't they, you know?
0: Yeah. One of my absolute favorites is that late night fight in Central Park and then their first oh, kiss oh the smooth <laughs> yeah, we talk
2: about that but i forgot
1: That's <laughs> yes. good acting They're, in that moment
0: it's really like the emotions are on a high and every action that they do is just elevating the physical contact between them and she's struggling with the door that's keeping them apart and there's just so much in that scene um that really builds up the tension, the suspense to that culminating kiss at the end. Um,
2: and I think it's like, good. We're, we'll talk about this, but like part of what makes them these moments so memorable is because the actors have such good chemistry together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feel it. And I don't know if you guys watched like the reunion special. I did at all. Um, where they talk about how they, the two of them had feelings for each other in real yeah. life, but they never actually did anything. <laughs> and I think that contributed to just, the chemistry that they had you know mm-hmm. and Dang. You just feel it like mm-hmm. you know
1: because in that moment oh my gosh like
2: that's such a good moment when they're smooth when they're about to kiss and she can't and the open rain the rain oh my god and that is <laughs> along with like an airport scene that's the ultimate romantic moment in like a movie and like a book is that first kissing and it was like so good
0: especially after a fight too
2: yes yes mm-hmm. a
0: um, scene
1: that i freaking hate is when they're like they <laughs> finally have reconciled things and they they had just like had sex or whatever and then like he's like yeah, oh yeah <laughs> I, just, I just can't deal with it like it crushes me the
2: whole letter thing just kills mm-hmm. me i can't deal like, with it she, she's just pi- that scene she's just piling on yeah I'm like okay you're back together let it go. Let it go. Let's move on. I'm so
0: glad you decided to, what would yeah. she say? Oh, I'm trying she's to think like, of like, it oh, now. But, but he's, he's like, he's always a
2: cheater, always a cheater. I'm like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the letter. But like that scene, I get it. Because it's like the letter is such a funny scene from a comedic standpoint. It's such a funny episode. That episode is hilarious to me. But from like a real life standpoint, you're just like, oh, this is so aggravating. especially. It is. So And okay,
1: something I really don't like is when he's doing he's going through the trail. Like when Joey's like, Oh yeah, oh, did you clean up the trail after he like sleeps with the copy girl? He's like, Did you go? I think that is the skeeviest low point for Ross. Go tell Rachel. Like, don't go try to tell everyone not to say anything. You
2: actively hide it from her.
1: You have to own up to it. Mm Mm-hmm. That is rough. And then when that girl okay. is there, when Rachel shows up in the morning or
0: awkward, I, and she's like cheering that, him on, like,
2: yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that is such a low point for us. And, um, him lying to her about getting their marriage annulled.
0: Hmm. That's yeah. also huge.
2: It's, it's funny. Like it's, it's, it's funny. Like it's comedy, right? This is a comedy show. <laughs> you, I love how, you how he comedy. only tells
0: Phoebe. He's like,
2: yeah, that's, I didn't
0: do it. <laughs>
2: But, like, in reality, I'm just like, oh, I hate this. Mm-hmm. Like, Why are you I doing understand- this? <laughs> I don't understand how she wasn't more mad about that. Mm-mm. Yeah. You know? Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. So Another of my favorites is the the laundry scene. Oh, and
2: yeah. She's teaching, teaching her to
0: do laundry. Then she sticks up for herself. But then yes. she's so excited and is spinning in the car. And then yes. they just plant one on each other.
1: That's, ah. that's such a good scene. Um, you know what I semi-like and don't like? and this might be an unpopular opinion, but Mm -hmm. when she has the baby and then Joey like proposes and, but she was kind of hoping Ross proposed. Mm -hmm. Okay. I hate it because what the heck just communicate. Why aren't you talking to each other? All of you. But it's one of these things like I don't in my little fan fiction heart where there's like Ross feels jealous of whatever's going on. And like, I like it a little bit. Like
2: that makes for a little <laughs> bit of good drama, in you my like opinion. But yeah. then like if you're if you're thinking of it from like a real life perspective, you're like, no. That's you so know? dumb. So, <laughs> it's, like, it's like that suspension of reality where you're like, okay, I'm entertained by this, but if I were faced with the situation in real life, I'd be, be so mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't necessarily have an one uh Well, maybe I do. So I know there's a time where they are on the group. This is when they're broken up. um, And the group with Rachel goes to, I think, a cabin.
2: Mm. Um, That's when they first broken up, right?
0: I think so. And then um, the car breaks down and she won't let them call Ross. And I'm like... What? <laughs> First of all, why are you two allowing your relationship to impact your friendships? That is the bit. like it makes everyone else has to walk on eggshells because you two can't get your crap together. Um, don't tear up a, a friend group just because you and even I think it's Phoebe and Joey are like, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> we can't we can't let our, our friend group tear apart. We're gonna have to get like new people. <laughs> Um, yeah. but that's one thing that just annoys me so much and because then they have a fight even when he shows up. and I'm just like, Ross, let it go.
1: Everyone you has like a friend who's been in a relationship that it's like whenever they show up to like functions, it's like they're fighting mm-hmm. like I. I can't stand that. And the two of them really do impact the rest of the group a lot. Like when they're having that first, well, not even first one of those big blow up fights in the apartment and the whole like crew. They run
0: into the the bedroom.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Listening. Crying
0: hours.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like these two do not have like, they don't have sympathy, empathy. They allow,
0: they allow their problems to really impact the whole group and it's mm-hmm. not a good vibe
2: it just comes back to the maturity thing they're mm-hmm. just not mature enough no and it, and it and it affects the rest of the group too because when yep. you're getting into that relationship you should know going into it okay this is going to have a massive effect on this established friend group yep. mm-hmm. it it's like they sort of consider it but they don't really yeah they, it's, it's very much all about them and not
1: about 100 100 percent.
0: Cool. All right. Moving on. Hmm. How did Ross's history of divorces and failed relationships play in their relationship dynamic?
2: For me, I think it's that just Ross dives headfirst into every relationship way too fast.
1: <laughs> like, way true.
2: And then you combine that with the fact that he is so insecure. It's like he's one of those people who doesn't know how to be alone, really. Like mm-hmm. that's it's like one of his first lines of the show where he's like, I don't want to be single. I just want to be married again. That sets the expectation for his character where he, his whole desire is just to have a successful relationship. And he, yeah, it's they all all of his failed relationships play way too much into their relationship dynamic because he's just so focused on getting it right type of thing where it's less focused on what's going wrong in the relationship. Like he can't have anything go wrong.
1: Mm hmm. Right. I find it very humorous that they joke about it so much. Like, that's probably the most that I get out of Ross's many marriages is how often they're like, oh, if you love getting married so much, blah, 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 blah. Like, those are very funny to me. I do not find it humorous that he actually has gone through that as many times as he did i'm just like ross buddy you have to know and that's what makes when him and rachel get married in vegas so much funnier is mm-hmm. and like more horrible because it's just like even in this drunken <laughs> stupor this is like what <laughs> he's choosing to do yep. it's just i'm in more than anything i don't really have too much to comment on here because it's clear how it impacts his relationship mm-hmm. but it's funny
2: <laughs> it's very it's funny it's, thing it's very funny
0: <laughs> yeah um, yeah, I just can't like there's Carol then there's Emily and then there's Rachel. Yep. Is there anyone else?
1: I think it's are. just three. Doesn't he get engaged to someone that he doesn't marry? Mm. Or maybe he's like trying to move in with the the blonde girl. Mona, Mona. That's who I'm thinking oh, of. Yeah, yeah,
0: maybe. Anyways, but I, it just heightens his jealousy and insecurity he mm-hmm. feels like he has he has a void that he needs to fill and going back to what sarah said like that's his character motive like that he mm-hmm. needs to have somebody in his uh like attached to him at all times he needs to have his, his he needs to feel that he's in a relationship he needs to feel like he's accomplished because he's in a relationship um he just make needed. it makes him look sad
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's, <laughs> it's, were you it's like, say? he needs to feel needed and mm. It's like he really does not know how to be single you know mm.
0: it's like and then it comes back and... into
2: being single where he's but he's still pining after rachel in those right. moments when he's single so you're kind of like okay you need to work on yourself you need to spend some time alone <laughs> grow as a person and then you can like <laughs> figure out what you want out of a relationship
0: right or and then like, it comes back to it comes back to bite him then because then he feels threatened by other men yeah, yeah. And, like Mark is a prime example he just feels threatened by this dude and uh, granted the guy was like making advances at his girlfriend yeah. but like still it doesn't that doesn't give you the motive to try and the, to put that wedge in between your relationship mm-hmm. it just led to bigger it's issues all about and, trust and yeah trust issues and
2: Monica who tells him like even if Mark has feelings for Rachel like he doesn't get to pursue anything with her mm-hmm. Rachel like Rachel, You have to trust that Rachel isn't going to is just going to shut him down, you know, mm-hmm.
0: like,
1: but Ross doesn't have, to, have that trust. Rachel doesn't.
0: Yeah. Yep. And it also adds on to the fact that he's just emotionally vulnerable now. After every after every time that happens, he just becomes more and more more and more vulnerable. Um, he fears the possibility of getting hurt again like that and he wants to make sure that the next one is his last one so there's a lot of uh
1: he puts a lot of pressure on that Yeah,
0: pressure and stress on himself yeah and and on his relationships as a whole
1: it doesn't necessarily make for like a clear mind when it comes to a relationship I feel like very often Ross is flitting Mm -hmm. about sort of trying to figure out how he feels about a person and it's just because he's insecure. Am I gonna screw up again? And then sometimes he's like, "I'm so sure I'm gonna get married again." And it's just like, I just don't think he knows how to read his own feelings very well. Right. He
2: needs, um, he needs to put less weight on like the landmark of marriage or like the the mm-hmm. goal. Of marriage. He needs to put less weight on it and just be in the relationship.
1: Yeah. Right. See where it's going. I agree. Absolutely. Um okay, so we've talked about this a lot, but I just want to rage about it a little bit more. Uh let's talk about the letter. Do you think it's necessary for Rachel to ask this question before getting back together with Ross? Do you?
4: <laughs> and her question
1: being, do you take full responsibility for the breakup?
2: I think they needed to have a conversation. They needed to unpack some of their baggage yep. before deciding they wanted to get back together. And this is like the other thing, it's like Ross is immediately jumping from bonnie to rachel you know it's like that just like doesn't work for me where it doesn't like... sit right exactly and i'm like if this show were coming out like now or if this were a romance book like these characters would be going to couples therapy
3: <laughs> because yep. they
2: need to unpack these things and it's <laughs> like i don't think ross needed to take full responsibility for the breakup but he did need to take responsibility for his behavior the actions With that the girl
1: did. oh
2: yeah uh, like both with the girl and with him being too jealous, not trusting Rachel, or like being too possessive of her and her job, type of thing. And um, and he also has to try to accept Rachel's point of view on it. Even if you think you're on a break, Rachel clearly doesn't think that. And you have to try and understand her perspective. Mm-hmm. While she also has to try and understand understand your perspective. And for me, it's like Russ has this almost like pathological need to be right. And so yep. he just discounts the entire on a break. How how them being on a break was a serious breach of trust for Rachel. Mm -hmm. He just like, well, that's not what I think. So (laughs)
3: wrong.
2: And then on Rachel's end, if she really wants to be with Ross, she has to find a way to get past what happened while they were on a break. Like you've decided you want to be with this person. And I don't think it's fair for you to continue to hold their past transgressions over their head. You know, it's like they both had some growth. They had to take things so much slower instead of just immediately diving back into a relationship.
1: Agreed. And I've been that girl that is too afraid to address something in person and writes a letter. And I don't think that it addresses you have I've, to look the person been, in the eye I've, <laughs> I've
2: been in that spot too i'm like can we just do this like over text so then text i can figure me. Out what i have to say no you I'm need like, to talk that wasn't the best idea right yeah. you need to talk I, I you need get,
0: to be on the same page because i'm also the same type of person that needs to mentally process and write something out but yeah, I, I think there is a necessary for that communication to happen
1: yeah and read it to him and then get his thoughts like mm-hmm. if that's how you put it out yeah oh read this letter and tell me what you think Shh, girl no that is a cop out and uh secondly do i think it's necessary for her to ask this question i think she's being a little bit pushy and manipulative manipulative here like i, I like, do agree
0: here's the ultimatum either you, you do say or you like don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Either you want this relationship and you're going to say yes, accepting the blame, or you can say no, and then we can move on. The thing is,
1: he does need, there is a gap here because whether or not they were on a break, it doesn't excuse the, like you were saying, it doesn't excuse the behavior. So he needs to apologize for, I I still don't think he really ever did that was apologizing for having sex with someone, hurting Rachel's feelings. Mm -hmm. Um. Whether or not, and you're right, he he's obsessed with like being right. So he's like, we were on a break, so it's fine. Really, it's not. Like, there are layers to this. Why were you instantly okay with going out and doing this when Rachel mm-hmm. broke up with you? What were your motives? All these things need to be discussed. Rachel needs to take some kind of initiative in saying, yeah, Mark was over that night. That maybe wasn't the smartest thing. Correct. I did nothing. She but also
0: needs to own up to wasn't the smartest
1: it. thing. But they fully neglect the conversation mm-hmm. by asking the wrong questions and i just it's <laughs> just issuing an ultimatum is not because ross may have these feelings agree to your ultimatum and then just hush the feelings for the rest mm-hmm. of his life that's not going to lead
2: to a healthy relationship either so
1: right. there's i feel a like lot there
2: any kind of relationship there is no such there's very rarely a situation where one person is entirely to blame for something Right. So I think like Rachel saying that Ross is entirely to blame is just kind of like, I guess, like narrow minded, a little immature. It's like mm-hmm. you need to work this out a little bit more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So both of these two had their fair share of relationships apart from each other. What was your favorite for each person?
2: <laughs> okay, For Ross, I'm going to say Julie. Because I feel like she was a genuinely good match for Ross. She was, I think she was also a paleontologist, right? So they had that so. shared, they had the shared love of something where like, I mean, all the other friends just kind of like laugh off Ross when he's nerding out of her paleontology, which I'm like, okay, maybe he's not presenting it in the most interesting way, but they're your friends. They should be at least a little bit more receptive And like, right. this is I'm passionate about, like as much as I, have a love hate relationship mm-hmm. with Ross. I do mm-hmm. sympathize with him in that instance. So it's like Julie shared that passion for him. Um, they seem to fit pretty well together, and she fit in well with the friend group. She got along great with Monica. Um, Everyone so I, but she tried Rachel. Very hard to hate her. <laughs> it's like she kind of struggled with hating her because Julie was just so nice. Yeah. Um, so I think for Ross, um, I would say Julie is my favorite, and we could probably go around and then come back to Rachel. That's fair.
1: I'm also gonna say Julie. I think that everyone else that Ross was with, he was either hiding something from or just like like with Mona, he couldn't really communicate very well what he was going through. Oh, I'm living with Rachel. Oh, this, that, the other thing. I just didn't see Ross in his best light in many of his relationships. In fact, I don't really remember many of his other relationships, but I do know with Julie at the very least, she seemed just like a good person. Mm-hmm. And he mm. he seemed like a good person when he was with her. He did some good things for her and mm-hmm. wasn't even really thinking about Rachel during that time until it was brought to his attention. So right. I would consider that his best relationship in the series, too.
0: That's fair. Um I'm just trying to think of some of the other ones. I know, like you said, there's Mona. There's also Charlie, um, mm-hmm. but I don't like the, the, the ending like of Charlie way... was very weird.
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't like the ending of Charlie, but I also didn't like the beginning because Charlie was with Joey first.
0: Correct. Yeah, I didn't like oh, yeah. anything didn't like about her. Charlie.
2: Like she had the shared interests. Did well, he? Did... Interests, but she was with Joey. And didn't he feel he...
0: insecure about because he's not as smart as all the other yes. people? Yes. That...
2: Didn't he date Janice at some point? Yes. <laughs> oh, Janice, and she couldn't handle him in his mopiness and she that's was...
0: hilarious that's,
2: that's one of my favorite
1: scenes when she's like was, thinking like, to herself
0: oh my god she's <laughs> just like
2: yeah she just like loses it on him and yeah. she's like you're insufferable and he's like you think i'm insufferable yeah <laughs> what that's
0: are good. your thoughts about uh emily getting hitched after oh, only six weeks
2: i forgot about emily there I are mean, issues there clearly i There's. think it was too rushed yeah it was way too rushed it sort of had potential but mm-hmm. it was way too rushed and part of that the reason it was so rushed is i know the actress got pregnant so they mm-hmm. really sped up the time really of huh. yeah She, i think she was going to stick around a while longer but then the actress ended up getting pregnant and they ended up speeding huh. things up i don't know that yes um but there was potential and then it just like totally just spiraled out of control
0: everything uh, came yeah. crumbling down yeah. <laughs> like, like their <laughs> venue <laughs> when they first got
2: together they were pretty sweet it was like it was the sweet little relationship but like they just went way too fast yeah um do
0: i you... do yeah, no, I, I, I do like mona i like how it starts the flirtations at the the wedding I think their relationship is cute. I just, like you said, Steph, I don't think there was a lot of communication. Like she wanted to send out the Christmas card and he's like, I don't know how I feel about this. So, and then there's the issues with Rachel, but I think that was because of, I think if he didn't have all the complications with Rachel, that relationship would have been much more successful.
2: I agree.
0: Um, I think he allowed, rachel to whether or not subconsciously unconsciously like allowed her to penetrate that relationship and uh become too like just complicated make it a little bit too muddled for either of them for either mona or ross to kind of like get a sense of each other and um build that relationship up um so i don't know
2: Okay. What about for Rachel?
0: <laughs> this
2: one was hard for me because I'm like, I. <laughs> they kind of all suck. We didn't have a lot of great love How interest. about that. I know it's going to be controversial The college
0: students. Didn't... Dad. Oh.
2: <laughs> that, those are some of the funniest episodes.
1: Definitely. They like, really I love are
2: about that relationship. Like the episode where he's like Paul's the man where he's like talking to himself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So funny. I love yep. those episodes. Um, <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of like Ross's worst relationships, him and Elizabeth. Give me oh, that.
0: Yeah. Hey, the. Oh co- yeah, I forgot about that one until I just said until I just said the college student. And I was like, wait a minute, Ross also dated, the dated a college student. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. So I feel like this is so divisive for fans. But as for the one that had potential, her and Joey had some potential for a Ooh.
3: good relationship.
2: It's so controversial. But if you're comparing. <laughs> All her Like, you take her relationship with Ross out of the picture, you're comparing all her other relationships, the most solid one would have been her and Joey, and I don't think I ever wanted them to be endgame, I never fully shipped them in that way, but it's like, they had chemistry, they had a really great dynamic together, and I think it was such a cop-out for the writers to have their relationship not work because Rachel couldn't get past the initial awkwardness of moving into more physical intimacy, because Mm -hmm. that's the exact same thing that happened to her with Ross.
1: Right. Right.
2: It's you know, the exact same thing.
1: I went back and forth on this because I also just think her choices in men are not. They're, they're just not.
3: They're, they're, not. They're, they're not. But
0: Paolo, Paolo. <laughs> I was going to say Paolo.
1: <laughs> no, you were. Dang it. The no, guy okay. who can't
0: speak English was I'm her best I'm just kidding.
1: I'm just kidding because Paolo <laughs> also was like flirting with Phoebe at one point yeah. and that made yeah. me really mad. What I will say is I, I enjoyed the time she spent
2: with Tag. <laughs>
1: I don't think it really could have gone anywhere, but this woman really doesn't have a lot of choices that oh could have gone anywhere. Gosh. And, and for, for sake of not saying Joey, because I kind of agree he was the best one she had dated. I just, it gives me a little bit of chills to say it, you know,
2: cause he's one of the friends. So if I'm looking yeah. past I'm not 100% that on that, but I'm just like, if you, you had to, if you take out everything else, if you're right. looking at purely from, who is the best option for her?
1: Probably Joey.
2: Probably Joey. But um, I was like looking. I'm like, I need a list of everyone Rachel dated because I what can't. About, and, what about like, Gavin? Oh, yeah, that's what they were saying. Because it's like, Gavin. that could have been a good one. And people love. If loved she would
0: have allowed it lovers. to.
2: Yeah. 11 enemies to lovers. And uh-huh. it could have been good, but it was just like, you they didn't have enough time for me to. For them yeah. to make any kind of impact on me as a viewer. Because I was like, oh, what? yeah, it was a person. I just think if Tag was
1: 10 years older.
0: <laughs> if only, man. If only. <laughs> what about Mark? In
2: a, in a perfect... uh, I still it's, don't like him because he caused the problem. It's so messy there. It's so Yeah, common. but it
0: was Ross that caused the problem.
2: I know. It's it's Ross that caused the problem. But it's like.
0: If Ross was in the situation, I feel like that might have been a decent relationship.
2: Mark if- mark is cute yeah that's where
0: it is (laughs) for me
2: (laughs) if i were rachel i I wouldn't be able to get past just like the association like of all this conflict of my past relationship that would have been a big hurdle to get past that's very fair it's like you you and i were not responsible in any way for what went down with her relationship with ross but it's still like it brings up all of the bad memories Mm -hmm. right all right, let's talk about. Did you give your answer, Evan?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, did I? I don't know. I just brought up different people.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> it's kind of like, eh, you know, it, uh, it's so hard. Oh, it like, is. A lot of part of me feel like uh,
0: I'm saving my stuff. thoughts about Joey for oh, oh, oh. our Joey episode. So.
1: Oh, we have. Yeah, one of our episodes is just Joey.
0: We're <laughs> just going to discuss <laughs> <Just> Joey. Joey, <laughs> Joey um, and
2: sandwich. Well, he, he, deserves, he deserves an episode dedicated to just himself. He oh. does exactly one hundred percent,
1: but. Let's talk about the Vegas wedding. Uh, What are your thoughts and how does the aftermath of this decision impact Ross and Rachel?
2: I mean, I've pretty much shared like some of the things. I mean, it's such a hilarious, iconic moment. Like when you think of friends, you (laughs) think of them just stumbling out of the, you know, chapel. And it's Mm -hmm. so funny. But I've said it once and I will say it again. This was one of Ross's lowest points for me as a character following the whole we were on a break debacle. Because what do you mean he just decided he wasn't going to tell her that he didn't get the marriage annulled? Like, that is, it's, <laughs> it's weird. It's, like, played for comedy, but if you think about it, like, from a real-world standpoint, like, if this actually happened to me, like, it's awful. And mm-hmm. I said it already, I'm so surprised she wasn't more upset about it. Like, this was, like, another time he made a conscious decision to lie about, Something regarding their relationship and something so important, and it was just, it was so weird to me. It was like played for comedy, but also like manipulative, and I was just like, it made me so uncomfortable. And I'm just like, it's such a miracle that, like, she was able to move past that and forgive him for that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think it's just a humorous thing.
2: It's so funny. It's, it, like, it's... I can't take it too seriously because it's played for I know I'm like me. When they wake up with the marker on their face
1: and I'm just like, like, this is what the two of them kind of deserve to be forced into this situation to talk things through. Like Mm. you guys needed this breakdown to figure out how did you get here? Why aren't you taking relationships seriously so much so that when you got to Vegas, you got drunk and got married like this is an issue. Um, so obviously I wouldn't wish it upon anyone, but just saying (laughs) it kind of highlights and identifies like their issue, which is Mm -hmm. making rash decisions without communicating about it. Um, It obviously impacts them because they have to get it annulled. They have to go through all of this um, and talk even further about what they want, because this is when Ross is like, are you sure? Like, can we just stay married? (laughs) And it's sort of like them again, assuming, oh, it would just be easier for us to end up together. It's just it doesn't work out that way. You guys have so much to address before you can get there. So I think it's like a necessary plot device because their issues stem from rash decisions miscommunications all of this so it is like the funniest
2: it's so funny
1: for them to get like to get
2: yeah it's so funny and i do agree that it was necessary that they needed they needed something
0: (laughs) can i just say
2: that ross just is obsessed with the idea of marriage
0: Mm, he is very true and then, can I just say how glad I am that it was Ross and Rachel and not Chandler and Monica that got oh, married? Oh, thank
2: God. Yes. Oh, that was I, that was 100% their reality check. They were like, oh, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just glad because we, as viewers, we deserved an actual marriage between yeah. uh, somebody Monica and Chandler and not just yeah. like a rash, Absolutely. quick elopement mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. those two. I agree. Um, I'm glad that that was the. Thing that prevented that because everything was aligning and it was just happening. I'm, and we didn't talk, necessarily talk about this on the episode, uh, but I'm just glad that it this was what happened. What caused them to be like, all right, let's wait. Let's have show, an official wedding. It shows
2: <laughs> them that they want to take the next step in their relationship, but they're mm-hmm. not like rushing into correct two, two, three, four steps forward. You know, they're yep. like, oh, we want to move in together. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Right. All right. So, how does the birth of Emma impact their relationship?
2: I feel like, see, this is for me, like the shakiest part of like Mm. my friend's knowledge, because I don't rewatch this stretch a lot. But I feel like it forced them both to become a bit more mature, to grow up a little bit, to set aside some of their differences that they just never let go of. Um, So it just kind of it forces them to grow up, really.
1: Yeah. And I think I honestly think it forces them to prioritize their feelings for each other, because you see almost immediately after she gives birth that they kiss. They they almost can't even help it. Um, and it's sort of because they realize that they've brought a life into the world together. Like it's, it's no small thing. And I know that getting married in Vegas is not a small thing, but in terms of like all the things they've gone through th- compared to this, that was a small thing. That was a small problem. This is a big freaking deal that they have to sort of navigate together. Um, and they almost can't avoid the feelings that have brought them to this point gotten them pregnant um but also the feelings that force them to become co-parents and become Mm -hmm. good co-parents like it's it really does and you see rachel which could just be her hormones at this time but starting to want to be with ross and ross to start thinking about proposing to rachel and taking things seriously um It takes them a little bit more time, but I do think like the time spent with Emma and figuring out how they're going to figure out Emma, um, I think that it really is what brings them to prioritize their their family relationship together.
0: I agree. It definitely changes the dynamics of the relationship as they're now trying to focus instead of on themselves, on somebody else other than themselves. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's necessary for them for this period of time is that they do focus instead of all this selfish nature or all this nature towards each other, now they're focusing on their daughter. And I think that's needed for them to kind of grow and evolve as Mm -hmm. people because we were just getting the same Ross and Rachel, Ross and Rachel, Ross and Rachel. We needed Mm -hmm. to see something different between these two. And um, I think it was just necessary for them to... um, like I said, change and evolve. Um, it does present barriers because they want to be happy for each other, they want to move on, and they want to try and be the 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 nice, cool parents that like can make it work and they just can't. Um they they allow their personal feelings to get involved and it jeopardizes um their relationship and it jeopardizes how they're going to co-parent she moves out goes back with joey and then that ensues <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um uh-huh. yeah it's just it was necessary but i just don't like this season for them
1: agreed so how do we feel about their ending Ugh.
2: i have so many mixed feelings because like on the <laughs> one hand, it's like you, let's see what, what I need to organize my feelings. Cause there are so many of them. Like <laughs> I understand you want Ross and Rachel to be endgame. You want Rachel to be there in that final shot where they all leave the apartment together and they're going to get coffee together. I, f- I understand that. And I feel like they could have accomplished that while also like not having Rachel give up her dream job, you know, it's like, cause that part is just so frustrating to me because Agreed. it's like, In many ways, like, the show is about all of them, but in many ways, Rachel is the main character because she develops so much more than anyone else. And I feel like it would have just made so much sense for her to set off on this new adventure. And I feel like there was a way they could have done it while also getting Ross and Rachel back together. Like, in my mind, she got off the plane, they were there together for the final goodbye, and then they wound up going to Paris together. Mm. You know? I feel I feel like that would have worked. Cause like Ross is a professor. He could have relocated, mm-hmm. uh, tried to find a job. Like if not in France, he could have seen if he could be a professor at like Oxford or something. Then they just have to navigate the distance between, you know, England and Paris. And right. I feel like there were more nuanced ways you could have done it. That would have given Rachel the full circle moment from being a runaway bride who didn't know what she wanted with her life to embarking on this whole adventure I feel like there was a more satisfying way they could have done it, even though I do love the whole I got off the plane moment. It's such a great, cathartic, romantic moment that you've been waiting 10 seasons Mm. for. But like from a storytelling standpoint, it's just like doesn't 100 percent click because I'm just like I wanted her to go. Because she said she got everything out of her Ralph Lauren job. She got everything she wanted to get out of it. And she has this new dream opportunity. Um, So then to have her give that up, it's just like it's hard. That's Sometimes hard. Have her take and eat it too. <laughs> I know. I I sort of agree. I like there is
1: something too. Like the she has she's giving up a lot for her family, her child, for Ross. It's great TV for her to like be on the phone, like returning. I got off the plane, mm-hmm. but there is something to, well, what if she didn't get off the plane, but she called him and said, she wants to make it work. Like, let's figure it out some other way. Like whatever. Um, I know that's not as dramatic and fun and like open it, like, like exciting as the moment that we do get. I, I do love it. Like I, I'm a sucker yeah. for the moment itself, but I do see what you're saying in that they have had so many ups and downs and struggled so much with their independence, with their sense of self, with all of this. It would be great to see them coming into their own just as they're about to embark on the finale, the final, the finale of their relationship. I would love to see and their communication is easing up, it's becoming better. Like things are working out. So I would love to see how the two of them can make their dreams come true together. Um that would be a really great thing too but
2: i like i like it <laughs> it's yeah. hard and i think back on like the final shot of like the show where they all leave the apartment together that's so important and that's what makes it so great and if rachel wasn't there if she stayed on the plane there would have been something missing from that's that. actually that's true like in well. my head that's why like in my head i'm like okay they got on the plane like two days later and they went right off. They you left know, like, and embarked on the journey. That is my head cannon. Like they went and they went on this journey. They raised sure, Emma and Harris. Ross somehow made it work with Carol and Ben, where he could, you know, go back to New York and spend time with his. Who's son. Ben? Right? Yeah, what? <laughs> Who's Ben? <laughs> he
0: disappears. Right. Literally, he just
2: disappears. So you're like, oh yeah, of course. Ross where
0: is uh, Cole Sprouse? Is it Cole Sprouse or is it?
2: Cole uh...
0: <laughs> ridiculous. Anyways, I, I agree. I have mixed feelings. I, I do think that moment is amazing because you think that he's going to meet her at the air and then he he goes to the wrong airport then he runs to the next airport then he finally meets her and he professes his love to her and she says no i gotta go on this plane so now you're let down and then you get back to the apartment and there's the answer machine and then there's the hustle bustle of her getting up and being like no i gotta get off this plane and then the door opens and she's there it's it's amazing build-up.
2: Romance gold. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I don't think at the time nobody knew what the ending was going to be. Um, which is crazy to think that like everyone was on their the edge of the seats waiting to see mm-hmm. what was going to happen between this couple. Um, and they got their happily their quote-unquote happily ever after. I don't know what becomes of them after this. But like we said, they're on again, off again, but now at least they're on and they both want this for each other. They have Emma to kind of be that reassurance that they're going to do this for not just mm-hmm. themselves, but for Emma. Someone
3: else. Mm-hmm.
0: Um But I do agree that I don't think it's the best ending for Rachel because um, she comes in distraught and not knowing what she wants and she leaves still feeling distraught not knowing what she wants other she, than ross she's in an
2: uncertain place again yeah you know, it's like you're never given a like full closure, closure. Of, like, what she ends up doing because yeah. like i mean i wouldn't feel good about her going back to her ralph lauren job that ross was kind of manipulating to try and get her to Correct. stay because that wouldn't be satisfying for her it's yeah
0: it's yeah <laughs> so I, I agree. For, from full circle, I don't necessarily like it, but it's really good in the moment. Yeah. Cool. So let's just take a step back from the, the storyline, but let's look at it in the iconic nature of it. So how did Ross and Rachel's love story leave a lasting impact on viewers and become one of the most iconic TV romances of all time?
2: I mean, for me, it all boils down to like three points. It's like the first one is that the actor's chemistry is just, electric and you can feel it and you're just you get so invested just because they play so well off each other even when they're like bickering even when they're you know not 100% getting along they just play off each other so well that their interactions are entertaining especially the will they won't they nature of their relationship it mm-hmm. just keeps coming back it's like you have to know and then the second point for me is like regardless of how functional they would be in real life or like the complete lack of mis- lack of communication so many of the show's most iconic moments are their scenes. That's like true. When people think of friends, when people think of like most iconic things, like one of the most famous things in Friends is like, oh, she's her he's her lobster. It's like that's a Ross <laughs> and Rachel. You know, it's like there's so many moments. I'm like, even like the bad moments where Ross says the wrong name at his wedding, it's still tied to a Ross and Rachel thing. Like the most iconic scenes from the show are Ross and Rachel scenes. And that's like the third point for me is like audiences love conflict. They love drama and Ross and Rachel deliver that like constantly. And so mm-hmm. it's just, for 10 seasons. It mm-hmm. It's delivered for so long. So people mm-hmm. just eat it up and it's so fun to watch. And then like we said, like the final scene is like such a great romantic moment that they just, they end on a high note and for that reason, become one of the most iconic couples of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I think,
1: I think you're right in that the drama, all of it, it just it's enticing to watch because you are on the edge of your seat waiting for them to get back together. Um, I think it frustrated people and made people want to watch the show and all of that. It's it's what you see in a good rom-com. You know what I mean? The Monica and Chandler of it love them to pieces absolutely i think they're probably my favorite i'm spoiling my next answer but i think they're my favorite but they're very um though there is drama there they're very stable um once they start their love story mm-hmm. ross and rachel are the typical like will they won't they um uh, but i do think that this 90s sitcom I don't know. I think it really rocked the boat for the time that they were in. They struggle with some very real things. They get pregnant before they're even thinking of getting married. Like all of these things make you think and make them think, and you have to watch them grow. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's watching them grow and almost like growing with them that I think was like one of the most impactful things. Um, Do I think it's one of the most iconic TV romances of all time? probably in the fact that everyone could if you say ross and rachel you don't need their last names you don't need mm-hmm. the title of the show people know who you're talking about yeah. um so yeah that's probably I, true
2: i don't equate most iconic with best you know i agree that's what i was that, like that hesitating i'm going to make it's like yes they're the most iconic but i don't think they're the best
1: i do think fair enough you're right there i think they're iconic i do
0: make that distinction known
1: <laughs> it must be known
2: i think they're iconic there are no, still so I many agree. things that i find issue with yes
0: yeah i, I think you guys are right there. there's just that natural chemistry that these two have david david schwimmer, schwimmer and uh jennifer aniston just have some great chemistry and i think that's why they chose them i remember watching the reunion and it, they were saying like how rachel was was initially cast on a different show. And it was kind of like the battle of the shows which one is she going to choose? And it just worked for her. It just worked that this, although she didn't know what the future held with the show, she knew that this character was more for her. And the chemistry between the group was so central to what she wanted. Um, I just think that uh, the ending is kind of what makes it so iconic, too.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, That they do end on a good note, unlike some of the more recent uh, sitcoms. We. I'm still mad about How I Met Your Mother. <laughs>
2: oh, don't get me started. It's so, like, um, haven't watched How I Met Your Mother. I'm mad about How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> we need to do a series we, on that. We Devin.
0: will. We will soon. But man, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the way that it ends, the way it wraps itself up. I, I think just the, like you said, the impact on society um and how they're dealing with these these topics that everyone is dealing with—it's—it's it's relatable, and they're—they're they're looking through these characters' eyes and saying, "Okay, this was the decision they make—is that the right decision for me?" Um, it's the the controversy of the relationship. I think is also what makes it iconic. Whether people do think that they're, they're the best together or whether they're not the best yeah. together, I think that also adds to the iconic nature of it. Um, there's just a lot to unpack, and we've said it. And that's literally what we said about this couple is that there's a lot to unpack between yep. sarah and myself between yep. stephanie and myself like so that's what, that's how we identified this couple is that there's a lot to unpack and there is, is and i think that's what makes it so iconic
2: there's probably still more that we have missed
0: absolutely conversation. <laughs> yep <laughs> There's so much. I'm sure we're not necessarily doing them as much justice as they deserve. Deserve. Well, I mean, in the aspect (laughs) of them being this iconic couple. They have a lot.
1: They have a lot going on. And I do think you're right. That's why they're iconic is because it's not just uh, a very run-of-the-mill couple that you could kind of glance over or we could spend 30 minutes on an episode. We're still missing a lot of pieces Mm -hmm. of their relationship, which... Is good and, and
2: bad. <laughs> yeah. And that's why when you guys approached me about like, okay, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, okay, <laughs> Ross and Rachel are not my favorite. Like, but, <laughs> but there's just so much like, sure. Like if I were to talk about my favorite couple, which we'll get into, I feel like that's not as like in depth of a conversation that you could have. Cause it's just like, yeah, they're great. I love them.
4: Right. I'm they're sure great. You, <laughs> you
1: know? Right. Well, let's do it. Let's jump into this conversation. Who is your favorite friend
2: of the group? And then, who is your favorite pairing in the show? Do we want to start with favorite friend, or do we want to start with favorite pairing? Favorite friend. Favorite friend? Okay. I'm going to say, like... Chandler is my favorite just because I relate to
4: him.
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm laughing for a
2: reason go ahead but keep talking <laughs> but I feel like Joey is an underrated character which okay. is why I would maybe put him above Chandler in terms of just quality and we could get into how his character traits have aged but right now I'm talking about the quality of him as a friend for everyone else mm-hmm. is he is so loyal he is so steadfast and I feel like that gets taken for granted
1: yep I also said Chandler. The reason we laughed is because our last episode we did Monica and Chandler and the people we had on for that also both said Chandler.
2: Like he's <laughs> I mean thing is my if we're talking about favorite like <clears throat> personal preference, Chandler. But if I'm talking from more of a storytelling perspective, mm-hmm. who like brings like some of the heart to the show, I think Who's is- the
0: best friend?
2: Yeah. 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 I think Joey's a great friend.
1: I also enjoy Phoebe. I just I think she's Phoebe. funny. I but- love Phoebe. She's
2: Devin, you already answered this yeah, last time, but last it's time, also Chandler. So
3: great.
2: <laughs> like, I don't know how like Chandler wouldn't be at least mm-hmm. in like the top two or three. For well, reason. it's
1: funny because when I think of friends, he's not the first one that comes to mind. Like I think of Ross and Rachel, like all this. great, But he's one of the best characters i think he's funny he's very uh motivated to be a good friend and sometimes he's not but i i do think chandler has some good qualities
2: if, if we're talking about good character development i think chandler is probably up there with rachel mm-hmm. you know it's like it doesn't really get talked about but he does go through a good period a lot of work throughout the show mm-hmm. yeah so then who's your favorite pairing i mean chandler and monica
3: yeah <laughs> 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 monica,
2: it's like- Ross and Rachel, obviously more popular, more talked about, but Chandler, and Monica, we said better relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's just for me, it was like the way they set it up where you're watching the show from the beginning. And if you told me when I started the show, oh, yeah, they always plan on Chandler and Monica, I would believe it, even though that's not the case,
4: mm-hmm.
2: even though that's not the case, even though they weren't planning on having them stay together after the first time they hooked up. right? I'm like, I would believe it because it's just like you have such a good foundation. They have so many good chemistry moments mm-hmm. where i would have totally believed it if someone had told me that they had been yep. planning it all along so I, we're the same we're the they're same like, they're just they just like my <laughs> comfort couple i just like them they're nice they're comfortable they're stable they're and what they rely on when ross and rachel are going through some stuff yes mm. mm-hmm. and when they go through stuff
1: they actually seek to fix it instead of just letting it fester like i know we talked about there are some moments where they're like having stupid communication issues, but they always come to these sentimental, beautiful moments together. I feel like Ross and Rachel, sometimes things are just left. Like we never got our apology about the copy girl. We really never did. Wow. Um. So yeah, that's, that's mine too.
0: Same. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap this puppy up. Last one. Do we ship it?
2: I'm gonna say yes. They're entertaining. You're invested, so it's like they succeed in getting you want to end up together. Like they're absolutely not without their flaws, but at the end of the day, it's a sitcom. You can't really go into it expecting the kind of depth and character development or exploration that you would get from a modern show or romance book. So basically, yes, I ship it. Even though, like, if this were a real world situation, absolutely not.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least at the beginning. At the end, I do. You can't help. It's just nice and comfy. They end up love the ending. You ship it. You're like, oh, yes. Even if you didn't ship it for the entire time, Mm -hmm. like that scene, you're just like, that scene could make people. That's me. I did not ship it
1: until the very end. I watched it and every moment was cringe. There were a few really good ones, but I sort of was like, they're not ready. They're not ready. They're not ready. They're not ready. (laughs) And then finally, I think it was around the time that they had the baby together um and started to deal with some of that that i started to ship it so i'm going to say yes but it really took me a long time to get there um as a viewer and i'm sure many people feel the same
0: yeah i still don't know how i feel about it devin's <laughs> gonna say
2: no <laughs> like even when i was going to answer this question i'm like i don't not ship it right but, like yeah
0: i don't know they still need to work <laughs> it's...
2: you're not wrong i mean that's like for me why it's like it's kind of about like what you expect from the show i was like well i can't expect that kind of depth but i want more depth and mm-hmm. like, work this out and where they can sort yeah. through their issues right. um yeah.
0: i don't know i tentatively yes i don't know what to <laughs> yeah. say like i do but i also yes. don't i don't know it's Kevin weird
1: can't answer this question i don't think i don't think he's it's, going to
2: it's just the same thing that we've been saying the entire time there's so much to unpack yeah yep it's, it's,
0: they got they fun. got some so, of their own I, unpacking to do
2: i can totally <laughs> understand your hesitation like, yep. yeah i'm hesitant i'm just like yes yeah
0: the question mark <laughs> Yeah. Like, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> that's good sure all right great so now you've heard our thoughts but what do you all think?
1: Let's see if we can our, be convinced by our commenters here. I know, here. we'll
0: see. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so our first comment comes from Lauren and she says, knowing now that David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston had a crush on each other and the, is the reason for Ross and Rachel's instant chemistry. Uh, this relationship was written so well that at times it felt like the whole show was just an afterthought for the rachel and ross story but i will also never forgive the writers for making this relationship way more complicated than it had to be yeah
2: <laughs> it really was Oh, that's, I think that's very that helped fair. a lot of it too is just knowing the connection the actors had behind the scenes you know it's like yeah that, that does so much for me and like being invested in their relationship
1: yeah it probably yeah. like drove the the narrative a little bit with these two because they were they were very passionate but
2: I think it's just like learning that makes you care more about the relationship. The same way it's like you find out that um Chandler and Monica weren't planned to be a long term thing and then like you learn the fact that the like, you know, writers saw the reaction, they're like, Wait, we have to, you know, refocus. Yeah, it. It. It's Like learning right. these things just makes you love it more or makes you tolerate it more for Ross yep. and Rachel.
1: <laughs> yep. All right. So our second comment here comes from Mary. Hello, Mary. And she says, poorly matched, zero chemistry, nothing in common, no reason to stay together. I have so many thoughts about this couple. The more I watch Friends, the more Ross and Rachel don't make any sense. I can kind of see it from Ross's point of view and that she's a gorgeous woman and he's had such a crush on her for so long, but his affection for her feels more like puppy love than anything else. When they do get together, their communication is awful, almost toxically so. They have zero conflict resolution skills and almost no shared interests. Honestly, they're so much better off as friends.
2: (laughs) That's an analysis. It is like shooting to kill, but I respect it because (laughs) my favorite Ross and Rachel moments were when they weren't even together. I know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. And our final comment. And it's a little bit of a chunky one, so bear with Mm. me. Our final comment comes from Scott. Thanks for sending this in, Scott. Uh, He says, Ross and Rachel will always be the greatest TV couple ever to me. They were never originally meant to be the central romance of the show, but once the creators noticed David and Jennifer's magical chemistry, they just had to go with it, which is the best decision they ever made. Yes, Ross and Rachel... Have their ups and downs, but you can't write interesting and exciting stories without conflict. And back in the 90s, when you could only watch one episode a week, Ross and Rachel would leave us on the edge of our seats. Mm. It was a rollercoaster of emotions. They made mistakes, but like people in real life, they were flawed, nuanced and complex. And because it's a sitcom, it was also exaggerated from back in high school i had a major crush on you to i got off the plane this couple's incredible story spans the whole 10 seasons of the show and coupled with david and jennifer's electrifying off the charts magical chemistry is the reason why they're so iconic it took them a while to get there but they eventually matured and learned to go after what they truly wanted which was each other Nothing on the show was ever going to top Ross and Rachel getting back together. So they saved the best <laughs> moment for last.
1: That's really good. I think the interesting part of this comment is it's true when you're binging this show, perhaps that's what makes the little tropes that are so mm-hmm. overplayed even and more annoying because you're just watching them over and over. But in the 90s, this was kind of like almost a sitcom soap opera. Like you you did sort <laughs> of just follow it for these moments. Um, so that's a fair point.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. the I fandom was, gonna was
2: say, huge. I was going to say the same thing. I wonder what it would have been like if I had, you know, watched it like week to week type of thing. Yep. Instead of just binging it all at once, if that experience would be different or even like, you know, if you were watching it like in the context of the 90s, because like when we're watching it, like now our you know, like worldview, our frame of mind is completely different from what everyone else would be Absolutely. like, what they're exposed to, what they're used to. Um, So I mean, I can acknowledge that like I do take a very like certain perspective like into watching the show, and that like influences my feelings on the characters um, mm-hmm. so I wonder how streaming like has affected that too.
1: That's awesome. Well, thank you, everyone for commenting, for sending Absolutely. in, and a big shout out to Sarah, of course, for joining us. It was a ton of fun. Um, this is so yeah. fun. Oh, it was great. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to pass uh, the floor to you for a minute. If you wanted to go over your Instagram handle, how people can follow you. Um, and if you have any upcoming updates for your bookstagram.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, you can find me at a bookish beginning on Instagram. I talk all about romance books. I mean, that's pretty much the only thing I talk about, except, except for the <laughs> occasional like throw in like a curveball with like a slasher book or something like that. Right. Because- mm-hmm on their toes but um yeah i don't really have any updates i don't think at this moment but awesome. that's where you can find me cool. i'm on there all the time so or <laughs> on threads is anyone else on threads are you oh guys my are gosh I, I haven't, haven't yet. Even... <laughs> i am on threads it's just it's just a happier version of twitter yeah so it's kind of addicting that's great
0: I, i'm Look, i'm hesitant on joining I'm like, what <laughs> is this going to do yeah.
2: <laughs> It will probably just like completely distract you because it completely oh, yeah. the same way that people get sucked into watching reels. Mm-hmm. Threads is the same way. Um, I feel especially, that. Especially like I haven't reached the point where I see so many annoying people on threads that I just don't look at it because that was me on right. Twitter. Right. I'm on Instagram and threads a lot. So
1: great. Well, go follow Sarah, a bookish beginning. We love it. It's great. Um, your Instagram is awesome or your bookstagram. So. go follow
0: her and that concludes our episode on ross and rachel thanks for listening everybody if you're enjoying the podcast or have feedback please rate and review we would love to hear from you and we always enjoy your feedback
1: yep and of course follow us on instagram engage with devin in our dms (laughs) uh, or reach out at we ship a podcast at gmail.com if you have comments to send in or want to engage with us we love you shippers See, he's her lobster.
0: (laughs) All right, see you next time. Bye, guys.